Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers. Today's show focuses on everything you can do in preparation to attend the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. The uh, intention is to provide information that will be helpful to all of you who are planning to travel from far distances to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico in February. I have been amazed, dazzled, and honored that so many individuals are traveling such long distances to attend the summit. It's well worth a very long trip. People are coming from Europe, from across all the provinces in Canada, from Alaska, from Hawaii, and of course, from across the United States. What can you do when you travel? That's what Ava Waits is going to talk about in just a minute, who is my very special guest today. First, I want everyone to know that this month is the month of November, which is Caregivers Month. In honor of that, I'm going to have a couple of guests on my show next week, John and Bernadette Bowman, who are going to be talking about what caregiving is all about for them. John has had Parkinson's for a number of years and is experiencing a remarkable recovery. Bernadette is coming into his life about a year and a half ago, and she'll be talking about caregiving from her perspective. John and Bernadette Bowman will also be a couple of the 20 different presenters who will be talking about what it takes to reverse the symptoms of Parkinson's at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico. What I'm going to do before we turn to Ava Waits and all of her amazing information is to play a short clip that I recorded of John Bowman and Bernadette Bowman talking about the workshop that they will be presenting to all of those who will be attending the Santa Fe Summit February 21st through 24th. Here's John Bowman and Bernadette Bowman. John and Bernadette, tell us about your workshop in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Robert, it's going to be an awesome workshop. We're going to be focusing on how to live well with Parkinson's. Um, I'm a prime example, and Bernadette will back it up, that I've transformed myself. I consider myself healthier now with Parkinson's than than I was healthy before uh, I got Parkinson's, which is an amazing thing to say. We're real excited to do this workshop. It's going to be entitled How to Live Well with Parkinson's. And one of the subtitles is the silver lining of Parkinson's. It's hard to believe that there's a good silver lining of Parkinson's, but I've seen it myself that I'm healthier now than I was before I had Parkinson's, as shocking as that is. So we'll be talking about nutrition, we'll be talking about exercise, we'll be talking about attitude. Bernadette will, will um, help out with the discussions. Hi, everybody. We have a real excited to come out there and share some of the information that um, we've either gathered or you know, used in our own lifestyle, and it's really helped make the quality of our life better, and I'm, I'm excited to share that information for some people that may have not known that there there are some things that you can do that can actually make your day-to-day activities not as, not, not as difficult or or troublesome. So... And you can even enjoy life. 
you can find is like a wake-up call. You learn to cherish things more, and we'll describe those things as well in the workshop. Yeah. Everything in moderation, and I think everything um, in balance is a great way to look at it, and then there's trade-offs for discipline and doing it every day. But those are the main things that are, we're going to talk about, and that's going to be on, John. At Santa Fe at the, at the workshop. I'm excited because I've never been to Santa Fe. It's going to be great. Will you be providing services or consultations at the summit to individuals? Uh, um, anything is, you know, up for questioning, and you know, I'd be glad to give you all the information that I have and I've gathered. But as I say, I am a nutritional enthusiast, a nutritional exerciser um, enthusiast. So. To, to give any, like, uh, you know, prescriptive advice is really not really, it's more on a wellness angle. But, but we will be providing and make ourselves available for one-on-one -on -one consultations for anyone that wants to sure. take advantage of that. And how do people get in touch? They can contact me through johndecidesuccess at gmail.com and also call us at 502 262 3300. Our website, is, you can go to the simplest website of johnbauman.com or the inspiringesquire.com and we'll have available my, my book, Decide Success, How to Achieve That You Truly Desire, as well as Roadmap, which I wrote and contributed to with Deepak Chopra. We'll also have New book that just came out called Courageous Stories of Inspiration that have some celebrity authors, and I've contributed to chapter to that. So we'll have plenty of products available for people at home. John and Bernadette, I look forward to connecting with you in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th. As Bernadette says, you know the way to Santa Fe. We know the Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I waited my whole life to actually say All right. Well, we'll see everybody and um, talk to you soon. I'm your host, Robert Rogers. I receive many, many questions every week from individuals, and the character of those questions sounds something like this. What are the therapies that are helping people get better, get well, reverse their symptoms? The best answer that I've got for you today is simply visit the summit website, the website where we describe all of the remarkable individuals who will be doing presentations at the Santa Fe Summit. All the people who are doing presentations have been guests on my radio show at one time or another over the past four years. They are talking about what it is that they have discovered is the key to their own recovery and the individuals who are practitioners of one type or another or one specialty or another will be talking about what they have discovered makes a huge difference to persons who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. Literally visiting the website and playing the audio clips from individuals lets you hear from them and lets you learn more about the movers and shakers out there, the folks who are really making a difference in the lives of hundreds of thousands of persons who currently experience the neurological symptoms associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. So visit the Summit website. 
you can get a link there to our main website, which is the portal to all of the other websites supported by Parkinson's Recovery. That website is easy to remember. It's www.parkinsonsrecovery.com. And you'll see there links, of course, to the radio show that we're doing here today, and we do every week. You'll see links to the blog, to the Fava Bean website, into the symptom tracker, into the many, many other resources that we have constructed that are providing support to individuals and their family members who are interested in reversing the symptoms that they currently experience. Visit the website then or call the following number, and I'd be delighted to give you more information about the exciting events that will be coming down for persons who want to know what it takes to reverse their symptoms. That long-distance number is 877-526-4646. To clarify, for those of you who are new to Parkinson's recovery, the point of the summit is not to propose any particular program of recovery. That's not what we do. I'm a researcher, and so my job is to identify all of the various options out there that are making a difference to people. And we don't just talk about that on the radio show. People actually fly very long distances. We all converge at the same place every year, and that's the place where you can meet the people, talk with the people who are discovering what it is that's making the difference for persons who are confronting these neurological challenges. Come to the summit. It's going to be an exciting experience. We start out with the reception Thursday evening on February 21st at the La Fonda Hotel, which is in the historic downtown Santa Fe, New Mexico. We do workshops all day Thursday All day Friday, excuse me, and Friday evening we have a special panel of people who talk about their stories of recovery, all of them. And then Saturday we have workshops all day, and that evening we have a very special engaging event that Dr. Suzanne Jonas and myself are constructing for everyone. It'll be a sound experience that you've never, never encountered in your life. And then the next morning, we have more workshops, and we conclude by this amazing live show by Jim Jim Oliver, who constructs music that is designed to heal neurological symptoms. He'll be recording that. He's an internationally known recording artist who focuses on healing sounds. So the Parkinson's Recovery Summit is really designed to not only provide information, but also it's designed to be a healing experience for all who attend. One of the challenges, of course, for many individuals is you're going to have to travel a long distance unless you live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and that can be challenging and tiring for many individuals. I heard a presentation by Ava Waits recently who talked about how you can prepare to make long trips and make that trip enjoyable, maintain your energy level, and basically ensure that your trip will be a huge success. Here's my pre-recorded interview now with Ava Waits, who's going to begin to tell you everything you can do to prepare to attend the Parkinson's Recovery Summit or any other conference or business event or vacation event that you might have planning here over the next several months. Here's Ava Waits. My guest today is Ava Waits, who is the Global Nutrition Concierge. 
Ava, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you so much, Robert. Tell us all about yourself. Oh, yes, I'd be happy to. So I, uh, when you were saying my title, thank you so much. It's just a pleasure to be here. And, um, yes, I do global nutrition concierge work, and I would be happy to tell you a little bit more about that. So I'm trained in nutrition, and I also have a huge passion for traveling, absolute huge passion. I love to travel the world. I go to Europe as much as I can, as many times as I can, and I've traveled also through Asia and throughout the United States. And so when I was building up my nutrition company in Washington State, I decided that I also wanted to support those people who travel, um, me, me being one of them. So it's, uh, it's so exciting. So I, I put together the Global Nutrition Concierge, uh, and, and now I, I'm supporting people worldwide in making sure that they have great food resources when they go traveling. Many listeners are going to be attending the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February mm. 21st through 24th. The, uh, the folks who come actually come from very, very far distances. People come from yeah. Europe, from across Canada, from Alaska, Hawaii, and really from states across the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the concerns people have is it may take one day at a minimum for some people to actually arrive in Santa Fe. How would mm. you suggest that they prepare for their trip? Oh, this is fantastic. So I keep thinking back to times when I traveled where but before I started studying nutrition, I was I was so, I was clueless. I, I really didn't know how to prepare for a trip, and so this is exciting to be able to share this with everyone who's listening. Yes, there are so many things that we can do to prepare for a trip before we go. And and they they sometimes make or break our trip. It, I really, I really do think so. So what I love to do is days beforehand, I'm starting to think about the snacks that I'm going to be taking with me. I'm starting to pay attention to my digestive system and feeding myself really great food, mostly plant-based food, a lot of food with high fiber, greens, vegetables. So my digestion is working really smoothly before I go. And then, as you know, Robert, I have done so much work around immunity and making sure that the immune system is working beautifully because we don't have to get sick. (laughs) We really don't. It's not necessary for us to be ill, especially once a year. I've seen people who have not been sick for 15 years, and it, it blows me away, and it's all based on what they eat. So I'm doing everything I can to prepare for my immune system my immune system for traveling. I am doing great things like eating that high-fiber food for my digestive system, and I'm also packing all of the snacks that I know I will need for the trip. Yes, definitely packing the snacks. <laughs> so I'm sure people would like to get some specifics. What do they pack in their bags? Yes, I would love to. Yes, there are so many foods especially that you can buy at health food stores and also some regular grocery stores, that they don't need to be refrigerated. They pack really well. They're lightweight, 
Some of them don't have any liquid in them, so it's completely fine that you take them as a checked-on luggage if you're flying on the plane. And so I would love to list out a few of my favorites. So I love to do some sort of fruit and nut mix. So something like a trail mix, and, and this is like the bulk of what I bring with me. If I am ever hungry in an airport, I just break that out. Maybe it has some organic almonds, maybe some organic walnuts, some raisins, uh, a dried apple is a really great one. And it's just something I carry with me just as uh, kind of like my insurance. <laughs> insurance so I'm not hungry. And a few others that I bring with me, too, there are a lot of fruits and vegetables. When we look at fruits and vegetables, we sometimes think that they need to be refrigerated, but that isn't always the case, especially if you're just traveling for a day, maybe a two-day travel if you're coming uh, internationally to this conference coming up. And I love to take cucumbers because if you don't cut open the cucumber, it doesn't need to be refrigerated at least for a day. You can bring carrots. I have taken overnight flights where I opened up my my carry-on luggage and <laughs> took a photo of all of the carrots and baby cucumbers that I had stored with me. It was a huge amount. <laughs> and and apples are another food. And, and the great thing about all these foods is they're high fiber and they have a lot of water in them, which means that even if I couldn't take some of my bottled water through it, through the security at the airport, it means that I'm still taking nutrient-rich and, and moisture-rich food with me on the airplane, beans too, um, green beans, peas, depending on what season you're in. All of those work really well, and they can travel for definitely a day without refrigeration. Yeah. Um, and let me think of a couple of other good ones because there are just great things that you can take with you. I also love to do some sort of sesame seed bar, like... Uh, there, well, there are many brands. There are Bumble Bars. There are Rising Tide uh, sesame bars that actually have little pieces of seaweed sprinkled within them. You can barely taste the seaweed flavor. It's, it's barely anything. And I love to take those on the trip with me, too. They fill me up. They keep me going. And one other thing that I'd love to suggest to everyone listening is that when you're packing your snacks for the trip, definitely pay attention to what is healthful and what's going to support your body. And then also make sure that you have snacks in all of the different flavor types because we've got sweet, we have salty, sometimes sour, sometimes we want something that's more savory. And if you can have a little bit of every flavor, it really helps to balance out any cravings that I have when I fly on planes and when I'm stuck in an airport. <laughs> Instead of having to buy something uh, in the airport, I just go for my snacks because I have all those flavors and they keep me very satisfied. Mm, yes. Um, and let me think of a few other good ones. Um, I love to do... Uh, but I love to do seaweeds. <laughs> I, know, I know I mentioned seaweeds earlier, and seaweeds are not, I know not everyone will love seaweeds. It's something I actually had to train myself into liking. But there are dried seaweeds that you can bring with you. These days you can find them, and they are salted also with a little bit of olive oil and sometimes a little bit of other flavor on them, uh, and maybe some sort of seasoning like a soy sauce seasoning. And they're lightweight. They're easy. 
They're dense in nutrients, so you're getting those great nutrients to continue keeping your immune system strong. And that's that's really the, one of the biggest struggles that I see for people who travel. Immunity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there anything that you like to take, Robert, when you go on the plane? Well, is there of, a snack that you love? A lot of what you suggested, but I think the trail mix is one of my favorites. Yeah. Where you can get the nuts and the raisins and the you know the other kind of combination mm-hmm. of little goodies. It tends to really fulfill needs that I have when I travel. Yes. Another one too that I, I just was thinking of are chia seeds, and. Chia seeds are coming onto the main market, so many people are becoming aware of them. They're those little seeds that used to grow the chia pets. So <laughs> you would you would stick the seeds in that person's head, and it would grow hair, fake hair that was um, the sprout of the chia seed. And those little seeds, though, they they pack really well. And what you can do is what I do is if I take some of the chia seeds with me into a conference, and if I can find a cup of juice at the conference or if I find some sort of container of juice, maybe just in the hotel lobby, that I can put just to shake maybe a spoonful or two of the chia seeds into that juice, and they they plump up and almost become slippery when when they're in liquid. So it's the beginning of their sprouting process. And what it turns into is this great drink that I can drink that it does have these seeds in it, but the great thing about these seeds is they sustain energy. So if you have someone who is getting tired in the afternoon or is maybe tired in the morning, these are a great addition. So chia seeds, C-H-I-A, yes. And so they come in boxes or packages. You can get them in health food stores? Yes, you can find them in, in the bulk section of some health food stores, also in packages. I haven't seen them in a box, so you, usually some sort of packaging, maybe plastic or or foil, whatever it is. Um, yes, you, you can buy these and just take them with you. Yeah. Some some people have food sensitivities or allergies, for example, gluten, and they're a bit hesitant right. to travel because of that. What would you want to say to them? Right. Yes, and I'm actually I'm a gluten-free eater myself, so I, I don't consume dairy pr- or wheat products, excuse me. Um, so wheat, barley, and rye are some of the main grain products that have this little sticky protein called gluten in them. And so gluten is this protein for a lot of people. What it does is it irritates the intestinal lining. It sometimes causes inflammation in the body, and it... If you're sensitive to gluten, it can show up in many ways. So sometimes people get stomach aches. Other people have problems with their digestion. Some people become very tired or even irritable when they're eating gluten. And I've noticed, I think the biggest thing I've noticed with working with my nutrition clients is that it it affects their digestive system. So if someone listening to this call right now, if you have a very sensitive digestive tract, maybe it slows down a little bit when you are going on trips and you are doing some travel, consider cutting back or cutting out gluten for a couple days before the trip and maybe even on the trip. 
it it means that you won't get to have the bread uh, or on a sandwich. You won't get to have the pizza, some of these things. But really, what it does mean is that you'll you'll have more fruits and vegetables in the meals that you eat. Uh, maybe more protein instead. Maybe if you're a meat eater, you'll have more meat on your plate. And so it's really not too hard to transition into that gluten free eating at least for a weekend of a trip or if you're on a vacation or at least to cut back on it. I just find that it is so very helpful for the digestive tract if someone has a sensitive digestion. And and Robert, we were talking about before we started uh, the call today, I know we were talking about dairy. Dairy is another food product that many people are sensitive to. What I find with dairy is that if someone is simply sensitive to it, that it tends to build up a lot of mucus in their body. So if someone is really hoping to have great, great immunity for the trip and they don't want to get sick, because often we tend to get colds on trips or we come home from traveling and we have a little bit of the sniffles, a little bit of the cold. And if if someone is sensitive to dairy, it can also be helpful to not have that dairy when they are traveling. It's not a requirement, but again, it's just it's just something extra that you can do. And once again, there are so many other options. There's almond milk, there's rice milk. You won't always be able to find those options at a conference, especially if there are continental breakfasts, but, you know, it's it's not impossible. And and also for those of you who do have food sensitivities when you are traveling, I'm I'm sure that you are getting some of the support that you need to transition your diet over into a diet that does work um, for your body, that doesn't include those foods that you're sensitive to. And these days, there are so many alternative options. And I, I think the, the one thing I run into, though, is breakfasts at conferences or breakfasts in hotels, they tend to be more toward the wheat side and there's a lot of dairy and some of those things that I'm not able to consume. I, I don't consume cow's dairy either. And that can be a little bit difficult, but at those at those times, it's important just to grab the food that you've packed with you, grab the apple, maybe you have a little container of travel peanut butter that you've brought with you, have an apple and peanut butter have some almonds, um, uh, maybe you can go into the hotel restaurant and have them just cook up an egg with some stir-fried vegetables on the side. That's another option there, too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, um, Robert, did you have anything else specifically around food sensitivities that you feel like people would really benefit from hearing about today? I was most interested in your discussion about dairy because that happens to be my sensitivity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, so what do I do when I go on these trips sure. to avoid dairy? Oh, of course. And, and of course, with a sensitivity such as dairy, it's one of those products, one of those ingredients that easily hides in food. And that's what I notice the most is going to a restaurant you don't necessarily know if there's dairy in some of the food. There might be dairy in the salad dressing. There may be dairy in one of the sauces, but it doesn't exactly look like there is, but there might be. Um, for people who are really sensitive, if something is cooked in butter, they might start coughing 
after they consume the food with the butter. So at that point, it'll be really great just to talk to your server, let them know that it is, it's just an ingredient that your body does really poorly on or that you're really sensitive to and you'd prefer to have food that is not made with dairy. And that's something I have not found. Uh, I, I think I had one, one server in this funny little diner out in the middle of nowhere say, like, we only serve unhealthy food <laughs> when, I, when I asked about that. But, but usually it's, the servers are very willing to accommodate, very willing, and the chefs as well. We'll be right back with Ava Waits after this short station break. I'm your host, Robert Rogers. Parkinson's Recovery sponsors a program called Sunday Connections. Each and every Sunday at 2 o'clock Pacific time in the afternoon, you can have the opportunity to connect in and chat with other individuals, exchange comments, questions, and get answers. I was the volunteer host last Sunday, and I responded to a long series of questions that had been submitted by individuals in the Parkinson's Recovery audience. One of the questions came from an individual who sadly reported that after getting DBS surgery, she'd been unable to walk. Of course, it wasn't clear exactly what the cause of that, whether it really had anything to do with the surgery or not. Who really knows? One of the suggestions that I gave to her during the session last Sunday was to come to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit because Ed Gray, who is a physical therapist from Florida, would not only be there, but he would be bringing the Geiger MD, which is a revolutionary piece of equipment that he's bringing all the way from Florida to the summit. The thought I had for her was, I think that therapy might actually be extremely helpful in helping her body be able to come back online, so to speak. Here's a short clip from Ed Gray, hoping that she might be listening to the show today and looking for more information about the specifics of what this Geiger MD machine really is and who Ed Gray really is. Ed, you're going to be at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and at the reception Thursday evening, you're going to present something special to those who actually attend the reception. What is that going to be? Well, this is the most exciting part. I've gone out. We're bringing in some cutting-edge technology from Switzerland. Uh, right now, we're the only facilities in the United States that are using this cutting-edge technology is called the Geiger MD. And the Geiger MD is just phenomenal in the way it's getting people to start moving without any effort at all. We're reprogramming the brain. We're reprogramming the movement centers of the brain without you even knowing you're doing it. As a matter of fact, you get to watch a movie while you're doing this. So no work, no effort, and guess what? You're going to feel a lot better about yourself. When a person walks into the reception, then they'll have an opportunity to actually see this machine? Not only will you actually be able to see the device, you'll get to touch it, you'll get to feel it, but here's the best part, you'll get to use it. And not only that, you're allowed to use it more than one time. And we'll be able to record the information, you'll get to see even in a, in a day or two, or three days, the little bit of progress. You will instantaneously feel progress, not only in the posture, but in the way that you move, 
and, and even your overall feeling is of, of uh, wellness after you get off the device. So we got recorded feedback as well as physical feedback and, and feeling about how good it is yourself. So it's, it's just wonderful to be able to do this. So being able to touch it, write it, feel it, use it, and that's the best. When people then come to the reception, they don't necessarily just have to look forward to drinking coffee and hot tea and meeting other people. They can actually experience what it means to be on this new, incredibly inventive equipment called the Geiger MD, right? Right, exactly. It's uh, it, Listen, the only way to experience anything is to be totally interactive with it. You know, it, you don't go buy a car without driving it. You have to get in and you drive the car around. This is exactly the same way. You know what? The proof is in the pudding. All you have to do is try it, and 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 you're going to love it. Now, uh, this particular machine is something that people could put in their hip pocket and bring home at the end of the summit. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a you know this is a specialized device. I mean, it, it you do have to have you know there are a lot of training involved in using it. So it is. Specialized. It's a very unique device, and again, like I said, right now in the United States, we're the only ones using the device, and we're looking to expand, of course, the use of it. The cost of it is extremely high, but it's it's the uniqueness of this device that's out there. It's there. It's it's great, but you know, it's not something you can your pocket and take home with you. It looks to me like from the pictures that I've seen of this that instead of looking like uh, riding a bicycle, a person is actually upside down. They're laying on their, you know what the best part about this? They're laying on their back. And what it does is when you're laying on your back, it's reciprocally, in other words, alternating moving the arms and the legs, like you are riding a bicycle for your arms and your legs upside, you know, on your back. When that happens, it takes, it eliminates gravity. So, you know, you're, you're the gravity part of it's eliminated off your back. It opens up the neurochannels and the neuropathways up and down the spine into the brain. Then they're watching a screen, which is providing neurofeedback at the very same time and about how smooth they're pedaling, whether it's forwards, backwards, uh, the amount of joules that's being put into it, the amount of newtons that's going into it. So a lot of this in terms of insurance reimbursement, in terms of for the client uh, feedback as well is that there is recorded functional outcomes. In other words, we can actually get these outcomes and see them firsthand and then relate it right into function, which is how fast you walk, how you bend over, how you get dressed, all those things. I'm your host, Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. For the individual that had the question about what could she do given that she'd been unable to walk after DBS surgery. My first suggestion then that I aired on the program Sunday was consider coming to the summit so that you could actually get some experience with this Geiger MD equipment. The second suggestion that actually occurred to me after the show concluded was a suggestion that you might want to talk with your doctor about getting some magnesium oil. I'll be blogging about this more extensively here over the next several months, but magnesium oil can have profound influence on the neurological system, which, as we know, is very, very sensitive. The source of magnesium oil that I have been using comes from the following website, www.ancient.com. 
ancient-minerals.com. So that's A-N-C-I-E-N-T with a little dash between the word minerals, M-I-N-E-R-A-L-S.com. Check the website, talk with your doctor, consider that as a second possibility you might want to pursue so that you can recover from this challenge that you're currently experiencing of being unable to walk currently. Now, the best part really about being able to be at the reception at the summit is not only do you get to experience the Geiger MD equipment, but Randy Eady is going to be constructing an entire foot garden that will be joined together with the Geiger MV. Now, now, what is a foot garden? Well, you'll have to come to the summit to experience it. It's not something you can really hear about and understand what it does. But it really activates all the meridians in the body through sensations in the feet. He's a remarkable individual who's had incredible success working with persons who currently experience the neurological symptoms associated with Parkinson's disease. Here's a brief clip of Andy, Randy Eady talking about what he'll be offering at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe in February. Randy, tell us all about your Santa Fe workshop. Well, my workshop is called Wisdom from Below, Practically Subtle Energy and Restorative Earthing. It'll involve a brief discussion, demonstration, and plenty of experiential contact with simple tools designed to awaken the antenna of the body, that is, the feet. This greatly assists with balance, movement, and highly improved circulation and peripheral nerve response in the body. So we really get the brain and the feet talking to each other. Now, in the course of the 90-minute session, I'll have two segments of the program. The first is understanding and experiencing what's known as biological presence, that's getting a better sense of how your body parts are moving in time and space. The second part is learning how to use this awareness to influence your self-directed conscious healing process. Now, Randy, I'm calling you by a name that I know you by, but most people know you by the Foot Whisperer. What services are you going to be providing at the summit besides for offering the workshop? Well, as you know, Robert, um, in addition to the presentation, I'll once again offer the 45-minute foot whisper reflexology and acupressure sessions. Uh, these were very, very popular at the uh, sold-out Cincinnati Summit, and so I'd advise folks to make reservations early, and they can contact me either by phone or email that's on the Parkinson's Recovery site. Randy, I really look forward to connecting with you again in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th. Terrific. I'm your host, Looking forward Robert. To it. See you then. Thanks, Randy. And I'm your host, Robert Rogers. And now we return to the incredible Ava Waits. Ava, many people uh, have terrible challenges with jet lag when they travel on planes. What suggestions would you want to make for them? Mm, yes. Yes. Well, of course, when you're on the plane, it is helpful to sleep, to do anything you can to sleep, whether that means purchasing a larger seat, one of the seats in business or first class, if it makes sense for you, or to bring some sort of pillow arrangement so you can really get that sleep, because that is important. Our bodies are being torn through time zones as we fly on the plane, and, and it's difficult for them to adjust. 
In fact, that's actually one of the reasons that sometimes when we land after a trip, our, our digestive system has no idea what time it is in the day. And so we're our body shuts down in, in some ways. It's readjusting, of course. It's always readjusting, but it's a little bit harder for it. So there are some ways that you can really get through jet lag. One, uh, let, let's first start with the preventive ways. So drinking a lot of water. What I do is I will take a, it's a water bottle, it's a refillable water bottle. I'll empty it of all water, and I'll take it through through the security with me. So I'll take it as a carry-on. And what I do is right after I go through security, I just walk over to the next drinking fountain and fill up this water bottle. So I always make sure I have plenty of water with me. It's also great to not eat too much when you're on the flight itself because we want our bodies to have that rest. And if we're doing some heavy digesting from some really heavy foods on the plane, like meat foods or fried foods, it can be hard on the body when you really want your body just to focus on on any repair, any internal cleansing that it needs to be doing. And then when you touch down, of course, you can go and have a meal. So one of my favorite ways to reduce the effect of jet lag on my body is also one of the simplest, it will be easy for everyone to do, is we actually, if we go take our bare skin, so our hand, our our arm, our leg, our foot, and we actually touch the bare ground, like the, the earth, we touch dirt, grass, or something that is planted into the earth, such as tree, like a, a living tree, a bush, a flower, whatever it may be, there's actually this way that we receive energy through the earth that uh, what it does, it's, it's really neat, and there's a lot of research on this, this now. It's, it's called earthing or grounding. And what it does is it actually connects us to the rhythms of that new location that we're in. So any of my colleagues and my clients, if they're traveling overseas, I always say, so get off the plane, go put your things in your hotel, and then go find a park where you can spend a little bit of time with your skin in contact with a tree or with the ground. And uh, and luckily, your conference is in a uh, <laughs> it's in a warmer climate. I know that sometimes we've got really cold climates, so just do the best that you can. But that has been one way to help recalibrate the body and to put it back into the time zone of the new location that you're at. So, again, that, that's called earthing or grounding, and it's just simple, it's free, it's, it's very relaxing. And also, by doing that, that can actually reduce pain. It's been found to reduce headaches, to reduce inflammation in the body. It, it helps to perk people up, so if you're really tired after jet lag, and and it's just been a great free thing that is available to everyone on the earth, no matter where they fly to. So I, I, I love using it. Mm-hmm. And then when you do arrive, it's wonderful to get in sync with the new time zone that you're in, whether that means staying up just a little bit more into the evening so you go to bed during the new nighttime <laughs> if you're traveling internationally. And uh, continue to drink a lot of water, to eat well. I know that at that point, if someone were to fly and to be experiencing some jet lag, if they go and they eat too much sugar or maybe they overindulge in 
bread products or some sort of processed food, maybe lots of crackers, cakes, things like that, those are really hard on the immune system. And it's at that point that we're really prone to becoming ill if we don't take care of our body because we've maybe spent the whole night up, we've been traveling for a while, we haven't gotten a lot of sleep. So just be very gentle to yourself, get plenty of water, eat lightly, fruits, nice salads, just some of the snacks that you've packed with you, and uh, and you should be integrated into the new climate as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In addition to Ava's suggestion that once you arrive at the La Fonda Hotel in Santa Fe that you hug a tree or connect <laughs> in some way with the earth, Randy Edie, who's otherwise known as the Foot Whisperer, is actually creating a garden that, in essence, allows people who arrive at the reception to ground. So he'll have lots of things for people to experience by literally walking on these cushions, uh, so to speak, that are grounding. So he's setting that up for everyone, and it will be at the reception on Thursday evening, the 21st of February. That's perfect, Robert. That's perfect. <laughs> Ava, I'm also a tea drinker. Do you have suggestions mm-hmm. about tea when traveling? Yes. Yeah, tea is one of those things that it's it's lightweight. Quite often you can purchase medicinal teas and bring them with you, so it's something that I'm always packing with me. It's something I can carry in my bag. I can easily put in my luggage. The one tea that I have been particularly in love with right now is a dandelion root tea. And this is a product from um, the brand Traditional Medicinals, and it's the roasted dandelion root. And what it does is it's helpful for liver detoxification. And it has a, a slightly bitter flavor, but the beauty of it is that if someone is a coffee drinker and they're looking for something that kind of has that bitter coffee flavor and can be treated like coffee, where you could put a creamer in it if you wanted to, uh, but but isn't caffeinated, that they can use the dandelion root tea, and their liver is going to get some cleansing at the same time. So what I love to do is to take packets of that with me. If there's ever a time on a trip where I'm feeling a little bit run down or I just really need to care for myself, maybe I'm getting a little bit sniffly and I'm worried I'm getting a cold, I will have some of the dandelion root tea to do some internal cleansing. And then Of course, if you walk into a health food store, you'll find so many other options. There's pretty much a a tea for every ailment out there. There's teas for a healthy digestive system. There are teas that naturally um, trigger us to have bowel movements. If, if we're not or if we're concerned about that when we're traveling, there are teas where if you're having a sore throat, like I think of the speakers who are coming to this conference, if they're going to be speaking a lot or... Well, even the audiences speak quite a bit. I know every time I attend conferences, there's so much conversation that we need to be gentle to our throat, and there are throat-soothing teas available at health food stores and herbal stores. So it's something I suggest bringing along with you, and it's so easy to pack. (laughs) Great. The date is February 24th. It's Sunday. People have just experienced Jim Oliver's incredible healing sounds that will be introduced live to the audience. 
And so folks are getting ready to basically come back home. They've eaten all the snacks that they packed before they came. <laughs> Their suitcases are pretty much empty of the apples and the nuts and the raisins that they brought. So how do they prepare to come back home? Yes. So hopefully at some point during the conference, and you may actually need this, you may need to find a grocery store. And if you can do a little bit of research, online research, or ask the event planner first, where is the nearest health food store? Where is the nearest grocery store? Sometimes the events, I know certain events are all catered, and that's wonderful. There can be some great options. It's nice if you can fill up on some snacks to uh, fill up your suitcase with some more snacks on your way home because there are always, sometimes there are plane delays, there, there are delays in transportation between flights. We never know when we might get stuck without some food. And it's really important that we do have full, full stomachs. <laughs> I think that's important. Um, it doesn't have to be full all the time, but if we're, if we're starving, I don't want you to be on a six-hour plane flight and, and totally run out of food. So, <laughs> so if you can go the, the day before you're leaving the conference, if you can find a health food store, find a grocery store, pick up some extra snacks. Uh, maybe some more cucumbers, some more carrots, just things to help tide you over. That's fantastic. And then if you do have a layover at an airport, there are a few cuisines that I find are just great. One of them is to do some sort of uh, – I, I tend to do sushi a lot in airports. I do eat fish, and I know that some people are going to be vegetarian. But sometimes you can find some uh, vegetarian sushi, which might have some cucumber and avocado in it, some rice wrapped in seaweed, and it's just, it's nice and gentle on the system, and it's easy, it's not always deep fried, uh, and then another cuisine that you can find at airports, too, if you do happen to run out of snacks, would be the uh, the tortillas and tacos, and, uh, and and having them fill a corn tortilla full of beans and full of vegetables, I'm thinking sauteed mushrooms, onions, peppers, oh, great things like that. So that can be nice if you do have a layover to actually gift yourself with some sort of meal like that. And then as you're coming home, uh, hopefully you'll have some snacks from the store. And when you arrive back at your home, at your house, it, it's great if you can schedule time right when you arrive home, maybe for the day or two days after, where it's just hangout time. It's just relaxation time. It's so nice to, to come home and to not have to go right back into the daily things that we do. So anything around that that you can gift yourself with will just be so helpful in recovering. Also, you want to do the grounding and the earthing back at home to get you back into uh, into the routine of where you traveled from. And continue to drink a lot of water. Keep yourself hydrated. Continue to eat Great food, uh, especially the vegetables. Uh, these are great. Uh, they have great immune-boosting properties. Uh, ginger, garlic, greens, um, some different superfoods, um, and I'll give you a resource for those superfoods as well. And it, because I, I do find that this time when people arrive home, they do become prone to illness at this point as well because they've just gone through the whole travel routine and are now back. And... And sometimes there can be like that, you know, conferences are so great and high energy and exciting, and then you come home and it's it's very different. It's a very different atmosphere. So sometimes people will get ill at that point. So um, uh, 
stay hydrated, do your earthing, and continue to eat really well. And there was one more thing I was going to say. Um, oh, yes, uh, I know, Robert, that you wanted me to list out a few resources that yes. I have available. Yes, um, when I was talking about superfoods, I know that superfoods is a word that we're hearing more and more now, and there are different levels of what is considered a superfood. There are some foods like blueberries, which have uh, great great immunity powers for us to keep us from getting sick. And then there are also foods such as coconut oil that have so many uses because it's antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral. And so I wanted to send you a few resources on um, places that you can go to look up superfoods and also travel health. So I have, at this point, it's a very large blog. It's on my website, avawaits.com, and that is spelled A-V-A-W-A-I-T-S.com. And if you look in the blog section, there is a section on superfoods, and then there's also another section on travel health. And in the travel health section, you are going to find all of these ideas for snacks that you can take with you. You are going to find ways that you can recover after long flights. I have the funniest article in there about this crazy, crazy schedule I had and at the same time had to take an overnight flight from Washington State where I live down to Miami, Florida. And so just, uh, you know, funny, funny anecdotal things in there and then also a lot of information about how you can stay well when you travel. So, um, again, that's the superfood section and travel health section at my blog at avawaits.com. So that website, once again, is www.avawaits.com, A-V-A-W-A-I-T-S dot C-O-M. Ava, if people would like to connect yes. with you and talk about these issues further mm-hmm. or even perhaps get a consultation, how do they get in touch? Yeah, of course. There is a contact page just on my website, um, so you're free to email me that way. And then I also teach classes. So I have recently been uh, teaching a Traveling Healthy in Europe class for Rick Steves, and there are, there will always be a list of upcoming events. And I, like I said, I, I'm a traveler, which means that I love to experience things worldwide. And so most of my events now are actually online events that are open to anyone. So events and classes that I teach, there's a whole section on events at my website. And then if someone wants personal support, we can find a time for a strategy session to look at different ways that you can receive that support. And and you can just contact me through avawaits.com if you have any questions about that. Wonderful, Ava. And is there an email address that people can use if they want to email you? Yes, of course. It's support at avawaits.com. S-U-P-P-O-R-T at avawaits.com. And preparing for the trip to the summit, or any trip for that matter, Ava, what is the one thing that you would want people to most remember about traveling on airplanes and long distances? Oh, yes, yes. That... When we're traveling, if you can think of it like a time where you get to go into a cocoon, where 
Yes, on the other end of that travel, you're going to have this great conference, or maybe you're traveling for a work trip or for a vacation to see family and distant relatives. And that's going to be so much fun and probably high energy. And when you are actually on the plane and traveling, it's okay to be less energetic and, and sometimes with some intention. I I like to just have an easygoing travel time. I don't talk to a lot of people when I'm on the plane. I, I want to conserve all of my energy. And what that does is it helps me to keep my immune system strong, and it it just gives me that place in between my life <laughs> as I know it and whatever whatever event and opportunity I am traveling to. I love to have that space. So any way that you can just, just stay, stay relaxed. You know, I, I I keep thinking of that that cocoon, that word cocoon. Like you're just being taken care of and taken on your trip, and it it doesn't have to be stressful. It's just something that we all need to relax into. And and when you do, when you stay relaxed and and don't have stress about it, and when you have all the foods that you need you're going to be so much healthier for it. You're probably not going to be getting sick when you come home or when you're on the flight. So that's what I want for people, that travel can be this enjoyable little rest, and then you arrive wherever you're going to, and and it's such a pleasure to be there. I want every listener to know that Ava Waite's website is absolutely awesome. You will find when you visit it, you're going to get incredible information and support and specific information that will really help you ease making the trip to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe. Again, that website is www.avawaits.com, A-V-A-W-A-I-T-S dot C-O-M. Ava Waits, the Global Nutrition Concierge, thank you so much for being with us today on the show. Of course. Thank you so much. And have a great time, everyone who's attending the conference. I know you'll love it. For information about any of the Parkinson's recovery services, uh, please feel free to call our long-distance number, which is free if you're in the United States. That's 877-526-4646. Of course, you can always connect up with that same number by calling through Skype for those of you who are living in foreign countries. You can also email me, which is robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, at parkinsonsrecovery.com. And you can go to the main website, which is the portal that will connect you to all of the other support websites that Parkinson's Recovery supports, and that's parkinsonsrecovery.com. The word Parkinson's, P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N-S, recovery, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y, dot C-O-M. We look forward to seeing many of you at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st of 2013. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show today, that you are indeed on the road to recovery. May you have a magnificent day.